This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Right now, let's welcome in Daryl Ryder. He's a master at arguments. He's brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, Dangerous one, yellow. Good morning, guys. What do you think of Ken Dorsey, buddy? Okay. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. I, I don't know that it's much of an upgrade from Alex Van Pelt, but okay. Was well, he going to call plays? It, I, I doubt it. Um, I, I think that just based on the hire, I, I'd be a little surprised. Um, Certainly be uh, asked uh, once uh, we get to to meet him again. But, yeah, um, uh, after checking the mentions last night, uh, I, I don't think uh, Browns fans are lining up Super Bowl parades. Well, what do you think the pecking order was? Well, just say you if don't the, like the hire, Daryl. Then just say you don't like the hire. I just, I just don't think it's much of an upgrade from what they already have. Okay. What do you think the order was? Like, if they could have had anybody – because we know they interviewed Kellen Moore. He ends up going yeah. to Philly. Did they have him hire? Uh, was was there any dispute with some of the some of the interviews over calling plays, and maybe that scared some guys? Or were they willing to give up play call? I know it's tough to know at this point, but what do you think the order would have been? Yeah, I mean, my personal preference uh, would have been Kellen Moore one, um, because of the Philadelphia connection. Um, in the Jalen Hurts thing, I probably would have gone uh, Brian Johnson to Andy Dickerson from the Texans, uh, or I should say uh, Jared Johnson from the Texans, their quarterback coach. I probably would have had him three. And then, uh, you know, Dorsey four and Dickerson five. That's my That would be my order if, if I were the one looking to do this thing. I mean, look, I mean, I think the only thing they really accomplished with this move is they literally have a new voice. That That's uh, uh, about it. Um, I mean, Dorsey got fired because things weren't going well with Josh Allen. So, Well, according I, to Josh Allen, they were going pretty fine. Yeah, well, on the field, it wasn't. So, well, you know, unless he was the scapegoat, which is entirely possible as well. Yeah, we've scapegoated people before. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Shavin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. So who do you, who, it sounds like you would keep uh, Kevin Stefanski calling the plays. Yeah, I would. Yeah. And and I'll be honest with you. Um, I think that that's the best. That, he's good at it. Like, I, I just, uh, I've said it before. I, I don't get the obsession with people needing Kevin Stefanski not to call play. Andy Reid's back in the Super Bowl. He calls plays for the Chiefs. Like, not that big of a deal to me. Yeah, Ryder, joining us right now, breaking down uh, some off-season stuff. Uh, the, the play-calling thing is very interesting. I have been supportive of a Stefanski, and especially how you saw the offense truly take off down the stretch of the season. 
Uh, I know it wasn't great in the second half of the playoff game. First half, things were humming. But now it's a different quarterback. It goes back to Deshaun Watson, and mm. they had a number of issues or inconsistencies. Although the last time we saw Watson, uh, they made some great adjustments in the second half against the very Ravens we saw yesterday. So, yeah. you know, Ken and I are are kind of in a bit of a disagreement. We're not screaming at each other, but Ken says uh, he's into the fresh perspective of Ken Dorsey and wouldn't mind if Stefanski, held, uh, you know, Yielded the play calling. Yeah, I I do mind. I, I don't want him to give up play calling. Um, because uh, again, it's it's what Andrew Barry has said it too. It's what Kevin does best on game days. So, um, and he's shown the ability, uh, to handle it just fine. Um, it, it's not like calling plays is calling causing him to make a a bunch of, uh, mistakes in games. Um, if that were the case, then yeah, I'd be all in favor. Hey, you'll give up the play calling. Um, but I, I think with the success that Stefanski has had here, he's earned the right to to either keep calling plays or hey, if if he decides he wants Ken Dorsey to call plays, then then, then more power to him. Um, you know, the, the Browns just have to uh, make sure that they're you know they don't become the Ravens, where you know the, the quarterback puts up incredible regular season numbers and then you know with all the talent they have a, a, a fizzle out in the playoffs um like the the Ravens tend to do with Lamar Jackson here I mean it happened again yesterday against Kansas City um and and give the let's give the Chiefs their due especially that defense which has carried them for much of the years uh, you know Mahomes and that offense uh you know worked through all the drop passes and, and challenges that they had on that side of the ball but um, I, I had thought, uh, going into the season, the Ravens, uh, were going to get to the Super Bowl and, and probably win the thing. And, you know, once again, with all that talent that they had, they, I mean, the, the bottom line is, is they didn't get it done. They came up short. And so, um, the standard here in Cleveland now for the Browns, and this is a good thing for Browns fans, not a criticism, but now they have to live up to it. But, but the standard here in Cleveland is, not just getting to the playoffs, but it's uh, advancing into the playoffs and being in a position to where they could compete to go to a Super Bowl now. That's the new standard for the Browns. And that's, again, that's a great spot for this organization to be in considering where they were, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago. All right, Daryl, uh, there was some courting over the weekend from Deshaun Watson looking for maybe a new receiver. We knew they were going to be active when it came to receivers uh, coming up in free agency, T. Higgins seemed to be at top of mind, obviously. Uh, played at the same school. I don't think they played together, but played at the same school. What do you think of that in terms of a match and overall state of the wide receivers for the Browns? Well, I mean, if they if they keep Amari Cooper, too, I'd love it. It'd be fantastic if they could get T. Higgins. That'd be both addition by subtraction as well as a, a, a shot in the arm for with an explosive playmaker, um, I don't know that it's realistic that it's going to happen. But I would love, I would love it if the Browns would add T. Higgins. Absolutely. Then they need, they need to um, shake that room up again. Uh, Andrew Barry, uh, basically, it seems like every offseason is having to shake up the wide receiver room because they just haven't gotten enough production um, out of that group. Uh, I, I do find it interesting that the receivers' coaching staff survived. Um, but the tight ends coaching staff with a uh, a pro bowler at the position didn't survive. It's interesting to me. But 
because uh, I don't think that they got enough out of that re- receiver room uh, this past season outside of Amari Cooper because it was Amari Cooper and then everybody else. So um, they that wide got receiver a, room has left something to be desired over the last couple of years, Daryl. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been hundred yeah, percent right, Ken. I'll, I'll tell you what, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because it, uh, earlier in the show, what did I say? I was like, well, we can't just go because Lima brought up T Higgins earlier in the show, right? And I had said to him, and this is like at six o'clock. He ain't. I mean, you weren't up yet, so let me let me give you the background on this. But is he brings up T Higgins, and I go, well, there has to be something said for development. I go, well, we aren't developing any wide receivers like Cedric Tillman. Is that development? I mean, later in the year, we're not. We're still wondering about how to run the right routes. Like you've had plenty of practice doing it. Well, like, why do you think I brought up the fact that the receiving coaching staff survived? Yeah, I mean, I I, yeah, I, I would have fired them. Well, I don't know if I'd fire people, but I think it needs to be brought into consideration. You know, I don't like well, firing anybody. Well, you fired anybody. Alex Van Pelt just because you wanted a different voice. How about we fire some people for failing to develop young players? Well, yeah, you didn't renew the tight ends coach. You got rid of the running backs coach. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair argument. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I guess if they're firing people, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know that's one thing. Say, so, and you're right. There, there hasn't been a lot of development. Now, who's in charge of the wide receivers, Daryl? I didn't realize we were talking about it's right. Brownson, right? Uh, it, no, no, no. She's the assistant. Okay, who's Chad the? O'Shea. But then yeah, who? Yeah. Who is it? Uh, Chad O'Shea. Well, Chad, Chad O'Shea's O'Shea. gone around and around a whole bunch. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 I do have to, I do have to ask the question about the development of the wide receivers. Do we not? And we have to. Yeah. So All right. I, I just, I, I think it. I'm not saying that they they should absolutely do it, but I, I think it's a fair question if you're firing other people on the staff, right? Well, it has to be. It has to be a point where I can't just like one of these guys, whether it be David Bell, who yeah, has shown up here and there, and I like a little bit more consistency, or um, uh, Cedric Tillman. It has to be a point where one of these guys takes that next step. Well, every and if year it's, they're drafting a guy in the third well, round. Exactly, and it, it, <laughs> you know, one of they can't all be that bad in the third round if we're always right. having a, a nice depth of wide receivers come into this league. So my point being is that do they need to be a thousand yard wide receiver the rookie year? No. Absolutely not. But there has to be a little bit more d- development on those spots because hey, like Donovan Peoples Jones, I like Donovan Peoples Jones. There were people who were critical of Donovan Peoples Jones. Right. Okay, well he was a sixth round pick, so I give that as a win. But with the, the the wide receivers who were taken in the third round, there's been questions, and I can't just go trading for different wide receivers, and I can't right. just go signing them in free agency like T Higgins. I like T Higgins. But now, where does he fit? Where what my plans are? Like, where where's Cedric Tillman taking the next step, Daryl? Okay, right. is where's David Bell going to take the next step? Because I just can't keep going after names I know because I'm just simply not going to be able to afford it at certain I, times. So I, 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 know, I think I, that has to be a question. Again, I don't want to fire anybody. Right. I don't like firing anybody, but that has to be a question to uh, Chad O'Shea and uh, and um, uh, Callie Bronson, right? Yeah, that has yeah, to be a question you, to them. You can't justify running it back. That's I mean, if you want to get to that next level, you you can't justify. Uh, well, we're you know the kids will develop and uh, yeah, we're, we're good. You can't justify that. I a hundred percent agree with everything you said, Ken. I, I do, but they they have to make changes to that room this off season. They absolutely have to make a change or two to that receiver room and and bring in some more talent. And unfortunately, the only way they seem to be able to do it is is through you know trades. Although uh, the you know I, I thought Elijah Moore in, in spots last year was good. It's just I I don't know if it was a usage problem, but just for what they gave up, the production wasn't significant. The impact 
wasn't as uh, significant as I expected it to be, and maybe that's on me, but I was basing my expectations on what I was observing throughout the offseason program and in the training camp, the way they were using him and all the versatility and things like that, and it just never translated to the regular season. So, again, to a developmental thing, right? Yeah. You you give up a a second-round pick to bring in a guy uh, to – now, take your offense to the next level. I've, and I find it hard to say that Elijah Moore was able to do that. I'll tell year. you what. I've been nice about Elijah Moore here this year. And probably to a point where Lime has definitely been annoyed with it. And maybe some other people are annoyed with it too. I, I've been nice about Elijah Moore because I, I think that they tried to find. I think they tried to find their own version of a Debo Samuel. Yep. I and, agree with that. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's not the same body. And, I mean, Debo gets beat up himself. I mean, it was a question of whether or not he was going to be in the game. Yeah. This year, I'd like to give it at least one more year before I make my decision. Obviously, the Browns are. But I'd right. like to give it a one more year before I'm going, okay, this guy just, he ain't got it the way some of the other guys got it. But I'd like to put him as, hey, you're a wide receiver. These, This is what you do. You're right. a good route runner. Get your separation we have to find you out there as a wide receiver and stop the whole horsing around in the back. Yeah, the, stuff. The, the gimmick stuff has to go. And, I, and again, I agree with you because um, uh, I do think he's a good player. Uh, I think what you learned is is the the extra stuff there, the the trickeration and stuff. Just you're not getting anything from it. So let's just go into this upcoming season and have him run his routes, as you said, work on getting his separation, step on defenses and things like that, working some angles with him trying to get him the ball over the middle and and things like that, and then hopefully you get uh, more production. But, yeah, uh, it, it's not give up time on him. Um, that's not fair to say. But, again, just based on everything you're seeing going into a season where they've got all these plans for him, and then you get to the season and they try and wheel some of those plans out and none of it was seemed to work, um, you know, that is a little disappointing. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Sorry. Daryl, just watching uh, the games yesterday, like where do the Browns stack up with those teams that we saw on Championship Sunday? Well, I I mean, they're they're in the conversation. Um, they're just they're just not where they want to be just yet. Um, you know, a, a lot obviously falls on Deshaun Watson's shoulders this offseason. Ken Dorsey coming in now to to be that new voice for Kevin Stefanski as they peel this offense back and retool it for the second straight offseason. Um, you know, the, they're going to have to produce results next year, no question about that, assuming that Deshaun is number one available and number two healthy. Um, and, and right now with the way the first two years have gone with him here, well, that seems to be a bit of a stretch because <laughs> he's uh, – not played twice as much in, than he's actually played. So, um, but if he's healthy uh, and, you know, they've made it very clear that they, they feel that he, you know, still has that elite talent and can play at that elite level. So, and we've, again, we've seen glimpses of it, but it's going to be on Ken Dorsey and Stefanski to really get that out of uh, Deshaun this coming season. And if, and if that happens, Anthony, they got a shot. They, they, they have a shot. Um, because the core of the team is still intact. There's going to be some turnover this offseason. They've got a lot of players on one-year contracts. Andrew Berry um, is very good at manipulating the salary cap and using those one-year deals to get good seasons out of players and and that, and hopefully a couple of those guys they're able to bring back. But the Browns are in the conversation. And, um, again, considering where this franchise was, um, you know, six years ago or so, they're they're in pretty good shape. They really are. They just you know 
just got to go out there and win a few more games in January. Well, that's why even with the offense, like I'm like, well, they didn't need to fix anything, but they did right. need to. Ha- they did have to have a look under the hood and improve things. And, yeah, and they did that last yeah. off season too, Ken. And I think maybe that was the driving force from going from Van Pelt to Dorsey. You know, Josh Allen has that mobility. Dorsey worked with him. Dorsey was the quarterbacks coach for Cam Newton when the Panthers went to Super Bowl Fifty. Um, so, you know, the the sunny side up of that hire is Dorsey has experience working with those mobile quarterbacks that can extend plays and, and things like that. And, you know, maybe he does have some fresh concepts to give Stefanski and give um, uh, Deshaun to, to really help bring that uh, back, if you will, yeah. uh, on, this, uh, on a similar level that we see from you know, uh, Lamar Jackson and, and even Josh Allen, hopefully minus the interceptions uh, that Josh Allen tends to throw. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's all about getting this thing, you know, moving uh, even further forward than it already has. And a- again, um, Browns are in a really, really good spot. Uh, they have a lot to feel good about out in Berea. Uh, about their organization and where this football team is. The challenge now is that they've gotten into the tournament and they know what that's like. The challenge is now getting back there on a consistent basis and now winning some games and positioning yourself to compete for a Super Bowl. Daryl, thank you for the time. Love you. Talk to you Friday. You bet, guys. The Dangerous One, Daryl Ryder, presented by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. 940, Mitch, please. You better got something good for everybody there, Mitch. And next, time is a flat circle. Just ask the Ravens and their fans. 920, Billy Joel, Rod Stewart tickets. And coming up, we couldn't, we could be flipping the switch tomorrow. Coming up at 845. I didn't see any of this. You got to help me out here. We just had Daryl on. We were talking to him about uh, Ken Dorsey coming to town, and we'll talk more about that at 9. And Even though I, I got a bad feeling about Dorsey because it seems like he hasn't got the stink off him yet from getting fired by Buffalo. I was like, well, you, you bring him in for a reason. Maybe let him call plays. More on that coming up at 9 o'clock. Apparently, there's a Lamar Jackson debate going on online after this AFC championship game tone. Can yes, you help me here? whether or not he's a fraud. Take it away. Uh, quite simply, I have seen nothing but discourse about whether or not he can be trusted, whether he's an elite quarterback, whether two MVPs has a, has a worst player ever had two MVPs in the history of the NFL. I'm seeing all this discourse online for Lamar Jackson, who is going to be the runaway MVP for the second time of his career. And he's a fraud. Well, did you watch the game yesterday? Yeah, I did. Of what'd course you think, I watched the game. What did you think of him? I thought he struggled. <laughs> I thought his offensive line struggled. They did. They they absolutely did. And Zay Flowers let him down. I, the biggest po- point of the game. I, I thought it was a bigger conversation of, uh, is it too much Munkin or not enough Munkin? Yeah, they abandoned the run completely. Launching the ball down the field on first down. I, I, I think that's an argument that exists. Can Lamar Jackson win a Super Bowl? Yes. He's got Patrick Mahomes in his in his conference. It's going to be pretty hard. He's good. He's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so this is what's interesting to me. And and there were major issues in that game that looked like the major issues he's had in playoff games. Now, he was spectacular in the second half last week against Houston. But I think most people didn't really consider 
Houston to be on the same level. And we remember, this was a team that some of their advanced numbers were historically great this year, the Baltimore Ravens. And they were a team that you look at every loss, you're like, man, they could have easily, easily gone into the last week of the season undefeated. But I, I... But this is what's interesting to me. Like, people are up and down, crushing him. And I wonder sometimes, like, would you be better off not making the playoffs? Like, think about, a, no. think about how people are talking about him this morning and not talking about Tua, not talking about Deshaun Watson, not talking about all the other quarterbacks that didn't, Justin Herbert. So why, why is, like, Justin Herbert, everyone's like, well, when Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert, by the way, they just poached the Michigan strength and conditioning coach, which is a big deal. Is that the one who got in the fight with Julian uh, Jawan Howard? Oh, did he? I don't know. Oh, you didn't hear about any of that? Mm, no. What? Didn't one of them get in a get in almost a brouhaha with with Jawan Howard? Well, he just got poached. Whoever right, it is, hold on. Look that up. Are you getting look that up? Deep faked? Did I get deep faked? No, maybe he did. I no, I'm pretty positive Jawan Howard got in a brouhaha with somebody. There. I saw him Mitch, slap a guy once. Mitch, but... yeah, that was in front of God and everybody. Yeah. I'm saying in the background. But so Mitch, my point, my point was that. Justin that. Herbert is still getting all this praise, and now it's going to be different because he's going to have a real head coach. By the way, I agree. I think he's going to be helped big time by Jim well, Harbaugh. Clearly, he has but a lot of what, talent, so he should. But but today, it's like people are dancing on the grave of Lamar Jackson, who's almost almost damn near unbeatable this year in the NFL. All because he lost to Patrick Mahomes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right lost now. to Patrick Mahomes. So nobody's good? This no quarterbacks why, are good anymore in the NFL? Again, this is why Mahomes is LeBron. He's just LeBron. It's, it's, there will be an argument. I don't know if he can win six. There's going to be an argument someday on, you better dust off your LeBron MJ argument someday because it's going to be the same thing. I, I know you can't, it's hard to win six of them for crying out loud. He might do it. I, I have no idea. Well, but, Brady won seven. I well okay, damn it! I forgot about the seventh one. Okay, so it's going to be really hard for Mahomes to win seven of them, right? So if he wins five, do we make an argument and say, well, he's better than Tom Brady for this, this, and this? Maybe we do. I don't know because we do that with LeBron when he only only when he's won four instead of six. And I go, how many guys do we accuse of, of being fake, being not great? Because they're going against Patrick Mahomes. I'm supposed to say Lamar Jackson's what a fraud because of Patrick Mahomes? 
Yeah, I mean that's how stupid. Does that sound? That's that's what I want to remind you. Lost against like, the greatest in this generation. Like so, if Deshaun Watson was in that game and played like Lamar did, he'd be getting criticized. He'd be, he'd be getting. I know that he'd be getting. He'd be getting crushed. But you but brought I, up you brought up Tua and Herbert and all yeah. these guys, right? And I don't think you could go to their fan bases, their specific fan bases, and go, "Would you rather have Lamar over your guy?" Because they're probably just going to take their guy, right? But if you went to like Carolina. And said, "Do you want Lamar or Tua right now? I Who don't are know. they taking?" Oh, I don't know because Lamar was available last year. At least you could have made an offer for him. I, I guess we'll never know Mitch, what the Ravens would have no, done. No, that was the executives that didn't do that. I'm talking about yeah. the fans, real quick. That's who's crucifying yes. him today. M- Mitch, real quick, you there? I'm here. Did Jawan Howard get in a brouhaha with somebody at Michigan? I, I mean. There was that report earlier this season that there might have been an altercation, but nothing with, ever came with of it. who. I, I don't have a name on it right now. Okay. Please, someone find it, because I want to know if this was a fever dream. I've had them before. Um, so are we asking if Lamar Jackson, are there people who think that Lamar Jackson's not elite? I thought he was elite. If you oh, want to have I the think, Joe Flacco slash think, Lamar Jackson conversation, I now let's do it. yesterday was a day for all the people who had to sit there and be told they were wrong about their their Lamar Jackson opinions all season long as he's en route to another MVP. They... Got to come out, and they got to talk about it because he looked so bad for most of that game. I, I, I think I think a lot of people do think you can't win with him, and it, it it's going back. And this is why I asked championship game. This is why I asked last week. Set aside as as hard as it is to do the Ravens stuff and the Ravens hatred. I told you there were people rooting for Lamar because. They've been saying a mobile quarterback, a running quarterback can win. They just haven't been given the opportunity. And so had he have done it, had, had he have gotten to the Super Bowl, I mean, it would have been it would have been one of the big breakthroughs because we've never had a player like him, like Lamar, as uniquely talented as Lamar, get to the Super Bowl. They've never been trusted. Hold on. You know, this is – if you don't like Lamar – not you, but if people don't like Lamar, just say they don't like Lamar. I think they are. I think that's exactly what they're saying. Okay, well, rushing, but people are saying, well, quarterbacks like that. What do you mean quarterbacks like that? I mean, rushing. where's his rushing yards a, a season for Patrick Mahomes in all the years? Where's all his rushing yards at? I know he's a guy who can get out there and run. I know he's a guy who can get out there and, and move around. Are we, why are we not saying the same things for Patrick Mahomes that we do Lamar Jackson? Guys, it's it's Mahomes, if, if LeBron James never existed... How many more championships would Steph Curry have? Chris Paul would probably have a championship. How many more championships would everybody have? So it's the same thing. If Tom Brady never existed, where I lose count, literally lose count, of the championships that the guy has. If he never exists, Phillip Rivers has a Super Bowl or two. Right. Roethlisberger probably has more Super Bowls. Well, How many other guys? Have- Peyton Manning only got two. He'd exactly. probably have five. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. So you probably have one more with Roethlisberger at least. You'd have more with Peyton Manning for crying out loud. You'd probably have one with Rivers for crying out loud. How many guys would be there? And it's going to be the same thing with Mahomes. Because you lose to Mahomes does not mean you're not elite. You can be elite. There's a guy who's better, and it's, it's, it's Mahomes. He's a legend. He's already a walking legend. So I'm I, listen. I I'm not happy, or I'm happy that the Ravens this lost. Is, do you think this is just Brown, a lot of Browns fans? Because that's obviously who I'm seeing the most of. Do you think it's just them trying to make themselves I, no, feel? Hold think, on. No. Do you think it's just them trying to make themselves feel better over having to watch the Ravens, the Browns getting eliminated the way they did, and Deshaun Watson not looking anything like the guy we we supposedly traded for? 
I'm sure there are some Browns fans I think doing that. Because I think that is a big part well, of it. Well, then we don't know what the hell we're looking at. That's the case then. 216-474-0092. Why are you handing me? Just say it. Just say this, Mitch. Mitch handed me a paper. It says it was Michigan strength coach John Sanderson, the alleged. Former Buckeye. The alleged thing with Jawan Howard. Former Buckeye. I didn't want to interrupt your flow. Mitch, just. It, there's no flow. And here. Bobcat John Sanderson. Just, uh, he was a. He was a. Uh, I can't believe I know so much about John Sanderson, but he went to OU. He was a transfer from Ohio State. He was on the Final Four team that we talked about earlier in this show that had an asterisk by it. Eddie, and I'm glad I didn't have a fever dream. Eddie and Westlake, you're next up on the fan. Hey guys, you know it's Patrick Mahomes and it's everybody else, and to sit here and be like Patrick Mahomes is not a running quarterback. Patrick Mahomes does whatever he has to do to win. But he's one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the league. And I, I knew it wasn't game, crazy, Eddie. Damn it! <laughs> if, you watch, if you watch that game, if you watch that game, the guy hasn't been sacked in like four games. Come on, man. I mean, seriously, that that doesn't happen if you're a statue. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, the, the, the bottom line is, you listen. He he just does everything well, and so you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're Burrow. It doesn't matter who you are. You're not. You're not really gonna. You're not gonna consistently beat this guy. You're just not gonna do it. This is his worst team ever. This is like that one of those. One or two of those Super Bowls that Brady won where you couldn't name any of his skill position players. Well, I mean, he does have Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey is is on, is on the other end of, you know, you know, and he's seen his better days, but he's still You know, it didn't good. look like it in the first half, but I, I get you. <laughs> I, I get yeah. But the thing about it, man, this is one of the worst, uh, uh, you know, uh, position players that he has, and, he, and this guy is winning. And, uh, you know, hey, Lamar Jackson, he's going to have to get over that hurdle, but whether it's Lamar Jackson or anybody else, Right now, Patrick Mahomes is that guy. I mean, so it's like you know, I I, I don't see, you know, now 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 what I will say of that after saying all of that, hmm. the San Francisco 49ers have so much. It's, it's not going. It, it, I don't think it would be a like a Brock Purdy would win, be winning them. I think they have so much talent on offense, and they have the ability to take the ball out of his hands. Well, the way to, the way that they run the ball. They, they got a they got a fighter's chance. Eddie, you just gave me a hell of a thought, and thank you very much for the call. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Okay, is Lamar Jackson elite? <laughs> Here we go. Is Lamar Jackson an elite quarterback a in this league? Two time MVP. A two, well, almost a two time MVP. Presumed to be a two time MVP. We'll do that. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. And Evan Mobley might be on his way back tonight. It might be time to flip the switch tomorrow. A lot of people getting in last weekend saying whether or not uh, he's still sexy at 79. And, guys, you cannot be this worked into a shoot over the Super Bowl. You love football. I know you want football your own way. You cannot tell me it's going to turn you away. That at 920. 216-474-0092. So we're asking, we actually have to ask a question. I wanted to say something about Evan Mobley, and I will at the end of this segment. Is Lamar Jackson elite? Yes. Yes, he is elite. I thought so too, but apparently you were telling me that uh, there's plenty of people out there that say he's not. Now you got to you got to differentiate here. I didn't see any of this stuff, so this is new new information has come to me here on this. Are you saying it's a lot of Browns fans? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, Browns fans hate the but Ravens, so it's not just it's not just here. It's it's everywhere around the country. Um, a lot of people that had to be quiet all year because again he was really good and the Ravens were really good. They came out of the woodwork. Um, hey, a lot of the I, – I saw, by the way, Josh Allen, he lost to Patrick Mahomes. People came out of the woodwork again because he missed that one throw in the end zone despite the fact they dropped how many of his unbelievable passes down the it's field. Mahomes. 
I think we're just to the point where if you're not named Patrick Mahomes or if you're young and haven't even gotten a chance to be in the playoffs yet, you're still considered, you know, Teflon. But if you're going through these agonizing, tough games and the wars, like Dak Prescott, he stinks now. That's That, that was a prevailing point of view. So we're just going to crush every quarterback that loses in the playoffs. Well, he's, it doesn't help matters much where the only person to beat Mahomes in a Super Bowl is Tom Brady. Yeah, and the only pe- person to beat him in the playoffs Joe is Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, and Joe Burrow, okay, so would you put Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes? No. Is there some sort of secret to beating, this, beating the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes that Joe Burrow unlocked that he could always use? I mean, They're, people like Owen will just say it was very fluky that they matchups. couldn't score. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Down I, think by the goal line. I think there's a secret to beating the Chiefs. <laughs> What's the secret? You have to ball control. You have to ball control. And get lucky. And the Ravens didn't do that yesterday. Yeah, but if you don't have the offense that can score with them, then exactly. you're running into problems because I could sit I mean, there and ball control it all I want. But I know they had a nine-minute drive, but there's still an offense that can score. That's the first score. time in the Patrick Mahomes Wait, era, though, where they just know, went on, let's just keep the ball. Normally, it's we're going to go score real quick and then – you have to answer. But let me ask you this, because it seems this year, because of the weapons that they don't have, that they've had to be a little bit more methodical. They've been the ball control team. Well, is that this they've year? They've been figuring out where their weapons were. There was yeah. only one weapon in the regular season. It was Rasheed Rice, who's a rookie. Yeah. And Pacheco, and that Pacheco's emergence has allowed them to play a different style of offense than they've played the last few years. But, but that, I wonder there, and I got to get to the phones here on Lamar. I don't want to turn this into something else. But now I have to ask you, is like, you know, we're always we're, – we're not as quick as we want to be to switch things up in the NFL. And it always is like we're left behind. And so with the with the Chiefs, it's like, boy, you better score with them or you ain't going to get there. And if they have to be more methodical during the regular season, like, does anybody catch up with that and does it force your hand into a mistake? Just, Maybe like I, the Ravens you, did I, yesterday. I'm I, just saying, I, I'm if, for, if for we're going to crush Josh Allen two weeks ago, we're going to crush Lamar, then what's the point of even – Playing in the NFL because then Deshaun Watson's Correct. not even close. Lots to of good. money. Correct. Whole what, lot of what, money. What, what are we doing with with the Browns? Watson's not even close right now to to those guys. So he's not even close to Lamar. He's not even close to Joe Burrow. He's not even close to Josh Allen. Should we just fold? Should we just quit? Like that. That is what's so dispiriting about what Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid are doing. Now they got a defense. Now their defense is good again. So it's like, what the hell are you supposed to do? It is very deflating right now. Joe and Lindhurst is Lamar Jackson elite. Yes, he is. Um, but what the real issue is, guys, you got to look at the uh, little bit at the stats. Okay, they only ran <laughs> – Gus Edwards ran the ball three times. <laughs> yeah. Zay Flowers twice. Justice Hill three times. You, you, you cannot exert any kind of control over a game if you're not running at least 35 40% of the time. Todd Munkin put, put Lamar Jackson in the jackpot. Okay, just like this is a wrap on Stefanski. It's the same thing, okay? You, when you can pin your ears back and you know the guy's passing every play or sitting back there, all you're doing is keying on one guy. They do the same thing to Josh Allen in Buffalo. When, when Buffalo's running the ball, you can't beat them, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have to have a presence with the running game. Even if you're only getting one or two yards of carry, you still have to call runs 35, 40, 45% of the time. It, 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 you cannot give up the, your control over the positioning of the linebackers and the safeties. 
And that's what you do when you don't run the ball. Joe, I thank you very much for the call. I think you make a great point on that. Craig and Akron. Craig, is Lamar Jackson elite? No. The playoffs were designed to put the best versus the best to see how you fare against the best. And he's on a top 10 defense, you know, and he puts up like 10 points usually. In All the right, playoffs. so who is no, elite? Tell elite. me who's elite in, in your list, in your rankings. Well, at my list, I mean, if you put Josh Allen in that game, they'd probably win the game. Josh Allen uh, would be elite. He scores points in the playoffs. He doesn't have 10-point okay, games. Okay, so you've got two right now on your list. Who else? So, of course, Mahomes. Yep. He's elite. I mean, that, that was a good quarterback that he won against. Uh, let's see. I mean, there's not a ton of elite quarterbacks in the NFL, to be fair. Um, okay. Mahomes, Mahomes. I mean, you're Allen. seeing the issue here. Hey, hey, Charles, uh, Craig, thank you for the call. These guys, not only do they not grow on trees, I mean, top 10 quarterbacks obviously don't grow on trees, and that, that varies well, from year to year. Like, But this is what I mean. I think we are all just caught watching, watching one guy in particular – and basing all of our judgments there's, against that one guy. And if that's the case, we might as well all fold up, go home. There is one guy we know is we can't impugn, and that's Mahomes. And everybody else we've had big arguments about. I mean, they have had knockdown, dragout arguments about Lamar Jackson and how good he can be for a long time. It goes back to Eddie's call. If I, when I said to him, I go, I, I, he said to us, and I, I had to think about this during the break. I go, well, what if I put, and it could have, would have, should I understand this. What if I put Lamar Jackson on the San Francisco 49ers? Is there anybody who would not take San Francisco on that? I mean, when we're saying, well, the chance that San Francisco would have is that they have such talent and they have such depth of talent here that they may have a chance to beat Kansas City. Okay, well, if I put Lamar Jackson on that football team, not that Brock Purdy hasn't played well, but I think that anybody would take Lamar Jackson over Brock Purdy. If you put Lamar on that San Francisco 49ers team, is there a conversation? Like, there is such a thing as, yeah, there's Mahomes, who might need to be put in another level. And yeah, I've, when we do the quarterback tiers, I put the quarterback elite justification for three QBs. And that's usually where I leave it because you got to be elite to be elite, right? Well, I might have to find a different category for Patrick Mahomes altogether because this has been impressive. This is supposed to be a rebuild year for them. This was supposed to be a roster turnover year for that football team. So if I'm comparing everybody to Patrick Mahomes, well, guess what, man? It's, it's probably going to be a bad day for all those guys. So does all this, just by virtue of him being hurt, does all this make Joe Burrow look better? Because he's gone toe-to-toe with Mahomes twice in the playoffs. He's gotten the best of them in one of those games, and it was on the road. He's been to the Super Bowl, and now all these other quarterbacks look bad. Everybody's trashing these quarterbacks, and Burrow gets to rehab, and everyone is like, well, that's the last guy to beat Mahomes. Apparently, hey, I got one more for you before we go to break. You ready? If the Cavs win tonight, and Evan Mobley plays, and the Cavs win, they beat the Clippers. Do we flip the switch tomorrow? Now, why does it matter if Evan Mobley plays? Because he's part of the future of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the present. And he's a guy who would start every single game for you because he's Evan Mobley. So you were, if Mobley would have missed another month, you would not have flipped the switch at all in the Cavs, no matter what they did. Well, now that you got guys back that I, I know you would have in the postseason, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Think about that for the next hour. 216-474-0092. We'll do Mitch, please, at 940. And I need help from a chef. Any of you chefs out there that might be awake, you tend to work late hours. I need help from a chef when it comes to Ken Dorsey. That's next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.